0: Badgers quarterback making some comments to the media yesterday. I'll play those momentarily, but first, let me ask you guys Has Merch Mania worn off, or is it just, hey, it's 2020? There's a lot of things up in the air. You know, just playing the game is a gift, or a, you appreciate the opportunity to be able to play this game when you don't know if you can play or not. To quote Paul Christ. Is, is Merch Mania over, or are we still, you know, holding our breath like, all right, it's 2020, things suck? He'll be better next year. What are we thinking?
1: I think it's over a little bit where I don't know if we're ever going to get back to that uh, (laughs) Graham Mertz fever pitch the night of Illinois.
0: Go, because what? Dude,
2: that
1: could have been the greatest day of
2: 2020. I don't think it gets much higher than that for hype. You had the team at 100% was that point. It, real
0: quick was the night of the Illinois game afterwards or at halftime watch was that the I'm, greatest day of 2020 the greatest night of 2020 I'm not saying Grant
1: Mertz is trash I'm not saying he's not going to be a good quarterback I just don't know if you get any more hype than that night That and, I th- th- and it lived up to it that's the thing Yeah it exceeded it Yeah and I think the only way you get out
2: Illinois is a bad football team but you still got to you still got That's what you're supposed to, to do to bad football teams I think
1: the only way you get more hype for Graham Mertz is if he does that for a whole season and the Badgers go to like a college football playoff. Like, how do you get more hype than
2: that night?
0: Yeah,
1: I don't think that was insane. Everyone on Twitter, Patrick Mahomes,
2: Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes tweeted at him. He trained with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Russ, he did call him Pat though, so I'm pretty sure. Uh Oh, his mom's gonna be be pissed. pissed.
0: Okay, so yeah, I don't think
2: disrespect. So disrespectful.
0: Merch Mania will never live up to that again unless he does something like that next year against the likes of like Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game
1: or a college football player. Yeah.
0: Th- then that will be matched and greater for Merch Mania. But you can't put the genie back in the box. Like you'll never bottle that up again of how excited we were. <laughs> can't put pa- Pandora back in the box. You can't. You, we'll never be that excited again because it's worn off a little bit. But then again, you got to take a step back and think to yourself, well, dude, this 2020, 2020 sucks. Well, you figured when you watched him against Michigan, Michigan
1: at that time obviously wasn't a good team. They're still not a good team. But you figured there'd be some regression. Yeah. Because against Illinois, he made every single throw. Of, I mean, how can we forget? He only had one incompletion. And that was a drop. And that was a drop, <laughs> a drop by Garrett Groshack. Yeah. But, I mean, every single ball that he threw was in the perfect spot. Like, he didn't throw one bad pass that night. Yeah. He looked like a five-star the The kid that threw six touchdown passes in the high school all star game, like one of the best uh, quarterback recruits coming out of high school. That's yeah, no he, doubt. He looked like the prodigal son.
0: The prodigal uh, son, and he returned, and and then he went away again. Then
1: when you play, then when we played against Michigan, yeah, you figured there was probably going to be some regression because how can you play at that level? We all thought that you know Michigan was a better team than Illinois going into the season. And there was some regression. Now he still looked decent. He still looked good. Yeah. It's not like you could argue with anything that he did against Michigan. I mean, they won the game handedly. But then ever since ever since that first half against Northwestern, he just doesn't seem as confident. No. Okay. And now, granted, you have the weird scheduling. You have that your top two receivers were out. You have that they don't want to give the best running back in the backfield the ball.
0: Yeah. It's it's You got COVID. You know, you got players out. Yada, yada, yada. I have comments from Mertz here coming up in one second. Graham Mertz had, and that offense, they had not scored a touchdown for 10 quarters until the third uh, against Iowa. And RG said, what, 2-12? Was that what it was? Two touchdowns in 12 quarters? Yeah, because
2: you had one first quarter of uh, Northwestern, Northwestern, third third quarter quarter of Iowa. Iowa. So three games, 12 quarters. All right, so the adverse, (laughs) if you want to make it better, (laughs) 2-11.
0: I guess. Sounds a little better. All right, here's uh, comments from Graham Mertz on responding to the adversity that he
3: and his team are going through right now. Everything in life comes down to how you respond, and the cool thing about that is it's all on you. You can ball your fists up and go fight, and you can, you can sit back and just relax. There's only one way out of those two that, I, that I'm going to go, and I'm going to ball my fists up and go. <laughs> so, um, People can say whatever they want, but I'm proud of this team. I love this team, and there's some stuff brewing up here. So the fist will be balled. Be ready.
2: All right. So Graham Mert's balling up his I'm fist, not ready to go fight. The first thing that popped in my head is that Arthur meme. Same. Of just the, the Arthur, like the gif of
0: him just. Uh,
2: uh, did you ever watch Arthur growing up, Rowdy? A little bit. Wasn't that on PBS? Hell yeah. red. Right, hell red. Right it was. But and not like in a joking way. But that's just like. Yeah. No. That's what I thought of too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both went. <laughs> <laughs> so Graham Murd says he's gonna ball his fists up and go fight. I like it. I mean, I, I like what he says to the media. Graham Mertz is very polished in talking and saying the right things to the media. Well, I think what if he needs he to do out, is do the right things on the field.
1: Yeah, if he came out and said, well, you know, it was kind of hard. I don't know if I really like this. If he came out like with the complete 180 attitude, I think you'd see Jack Cohn or Chase Wolf starting. Oh,
3: totally. Here is more from Mertz on playing Minnesota after all. Obviously it's uh it's it's a big one and we're we're just grateful for, for this opportunity. Anytime you have a trophy <laughs> game and especially playing for the Axe, it's it's big time. So I know uh the guy the guys were excited when we heard that and we're pumped for it.
0: Grateful for the opportunity. Where have we heard that before? Oh yes, yeah, head coach Paul Christ. Uh, here we go. Here's more from Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz was talking about you know, a lot of people said, and RJ, you brought it up, we brought it up too. It's hard to be good on the offensive side of the ball when you're missing a lot of your pieces. And the guys that are in there are very young and inexperienced. So well, here's Mertz on being beat up
3: in the youth. You could label it as whatever you want. For for us right now, It's we just got guys learning, and this is, this is a part of it. You got to learn, you got to grow, and you got to – got to go through that struggle to truly learn from it. I think that these these couple of weeks have been great for the guys to just kind of take a step back, look at it, and then regroup. And this would be a great week to kind of get everything going.
0: All right. So Minnesota, RJ, Minnesota, and Nellie, Minnesota on offense and defense. Minnesota had 33 scholarship players out uh, Saturday in their game against Nebraska. Minnesota offensively, also Bateman is now – Gone. He's going to the NFL, right? He's gone. Yep. What is your take on Wisconsin or Minnesota offensively and defensively?
2: Uh, Offensively, they have now become one dimensional. They were pretty much there even with Bateman, but now you stop that running game, and Tanner Morgan does not have an NFL caliber receiver to throw to. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We already saw
1: Tanner Morgan's level drop off quite a bit when he didn't have. Tyler Johnson, and it was just Bateman. And now that both of them are gone, I feel like you're going to see even more of a drop-off, which most quarterbacks probably would have a drop-off unless your name's like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to come down to Ibrahim and if they can stop the run. yeah. Because if they can stop Ibrahim in the run, I, Minnesota's going to struggle to score the football. But on the flip side, we already know that this Minnesota defense coming into the season – wasn't going to be very good. They had a lot of NFL-caliber players that they had to replace. I mean, just look at their roster. They had um, uh, Antonio Winfield, who's now in the NFL. He was a great corner for them. They had to replace Kamal Kamal Martin, Martin who's now with the Packers, and uh, was it Carter Coughlin? Yeah. Um, Also a linebacker selected in the NFL draft, and I believe there was like a defensive lineman or something like that. I think
2: they also had another DB. That was like all Big Ten, I yeah, think. Yeah, I'm gone. Um, but
1: they had they had a what? Probably four to six guys that were good players that were drafted and now in the NFL, yeah. they're no longer there. And and we knew Minnesota wasn't going to be as good. Well, I think <clears throat> a lot of people that were honest with themselves knew Minnesota wasn't going to be as good as last year. Minnesota some didn't of the, know. Both, though some of the media well, missed, did, that, yeah. Yeah. missed that too when they voted uh, Minnesota as the
0: <laughs> well, I mean, West it's, well, I mean okay, um,
2: It's the same thing we see every year in the Big Ten. Like They base everything on the year prior.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, that's all you really got to go off of, you know. But no, it's but, really but not though. When everything you lose changes. Everything well changes, over though. half
2: your defense, it's like it's not like you'd be like, well, it's like not missing a every, beat there.
0: Everything changes. It's like, well, we have this to go off of. We're not sure what's going to happen, but we're going to base it off this. Minnesota has given up forty nine points to Michigan, uh, forty five to Maryland, fourteen to Illinois, thirty five to Iowa. 31 to Purdue and then 17 against Nebraska here is comments from Graham Mertz on Minnesota's defense
3: defensively they're they're a great defense I think they do a great job of their uh their run fits and really getting in the box especially with their safeties so um run game wise they're solid and then uh obviously in the passing game they're 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 great too so um it'll, it'll be a fun defense to play
2: you know they're only giving up 32 points a game. Great defense.
0: <laughs> All right, and finally, and uh, Nellie had tweeted this out, and I know we we're RJ wants to see it happen. I'm, I'm, I'm still don't know what I want to see if this happens or not. A Badgers to a bowl game. You would like to see it, right, RJ?
2: Yeah, solely for just, just something the to
0: fact, watch and y- give the kids an opportunity.
2: Yeah, because if they can appreciate if, if you don't go to a bowl game, your practices end. Yeah, it's it's not for the fact. Yeah, yeah this year. Outside of two games, the offense has looked bad. The good thing about a bowl game, you get bowl prep practice. If you don't go to a bowl game, you turn in your gear, and you're done until spring ball. Here, at least, if you get invited to a bowl game, take it. You get that, that extra take that, take that. month of practice, or however many days it's going to be now, because mm-hmm. um, I don't know when the Bulls are changing dates and whatnot. Do you see that?
0: Uh, I think it, they're pressuring the Rose Bowl to move their location now.
2: Yeah. Be-
0: oh, just because of the you know the restrictions they well, have.
2: Well, and I, yeah, it's so they could have fans. Yeah. I and I don't know if is is well, I mean, we'll ESPN it.
0: pressuring them or the conferences are. I guess. That's that's what I was reading. Rowdy, and you don't want the Badgers to play in a bowl if game. If they
1: lose to Minnesota, there's no reason to go to a bowl game. They didn't deserve a bowl game. You went 2-4, and four, <sighs> and if you lose to Minnesota, I'm going to say the offense probably didn't look good again because I right. can't imagine the Minnesota – Offense scoring too many points against the Wisconsin defense, especially if the Wisconsin defense shows up and is interested. Well, here, which they they were interested for three quarters the whole season, except for the last quarter against Iowa. So, no, you don't deserve to go to a bowl game if you go two and four. Well, here is comments
0: from Graham Mertz on a bowl game. If possible,
3: I, I tell you what. If you love football, you, you want to play another game. So, uh, and I know, especially this team, it's it's a it's a great group of guys that love to play the game, love the sport. I think I think we'd be grateful for one. But um, that's how I, that's how I view it. I don't know. That's I don't know what everybody else thinks, but that's that's my viewpoint. I, I'd I'd love to just play a little more ball.
2: I don't blame him. I'd love, I'd want to yeah. play. there's not anything else to do. And what what I equate the Badger defense to last week was the Chicago Bear defense for most of this season. They the finally nine. were just like, you know what? If we're the only ones trying, what's the point?
0: <laughs> All right, we'll come right back. I like grammars. I'll tell
2: you what. I'll tell you what. Rowdy,
0: I was uh, re-watching some King of the Hill last night. I was prepping my dinner, and I, I, my eyes weren't on the TV, but I was listening. And it was Hank telling Bobby. Bobby. You speak English. You failed English? English? (laughs) Bobby, you speak (laughs) English. (laughs) I just laughed out loud. I thought you were rowdy. We thought it was canceled, but no. The longest-running FBS rivalry, Minnesota-Wisconsin back on for Saturday. Since 1906, we're still going to push on. Graham Mertz made some interesting comments to the media yesterday. In fact, I got comments right here from the quarterback but first before we dive into that rowdy let me ask you man i know we talked about it a little bit in the seven o'clock hour i wanted to i wanted to come back around to it i have never seen so much hype around a recruit for wisconsin than graham mertz when he came onto the scene last year as many wanted him to start over jack Cohn, i still am owed almost 500 dollars for that bet i'm still waiting to be paid up on that that was a long time ago I don't think I'll ever get that money, but I, I hold out a little bit of hope. I'm a glass-half-full kind of guy. So Jack Cohn gets called up, obviously, to start because the following year he finished the season because you know Alex Horny-Brook had his wandering eyes and Uh, Probably got knocked out by somebody and ended his career at the Badgers. Then he went to Florida State. Jack Cohn, now the starting quarterback. But everyone, what they talked about last year was Mertz. Mertz, 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 Mertz. Mertz needs to start. Mertz needs to start. Mertz needs to do this. Mertz is so much better. Uh, He's the highly touted recruit. we got to start him. Yeah, while quietly Jack Cohn
1: was graded out as the third to fourth best quarterback in the Big Ten last year, and that's obviously behind Justin Fields. Yep. And... I mean, Jack Cohn did everything they asked him to do.
0: Yeah, Jack Cohn, totally. Now, I mean, could you say in that Big Ten title game, the second half, Badgers were winning the first half. I'll never forget it. In the second half, they got tuned up by the Buckeyes. And then you're like, man, if we just had the quarterback to take us over the hump, we would be beating the likes of Ohio State. No,
1: I don't put that loss on Jack Cone. Neither do I. Whatsoever. First, I would be
0: looking for a punter. <laughs> yeah, your buddy Lottie just couldn't really get it done, Goody. And I would say they really, they really didn't open up the playbook more for Cone. They kind of, Ohio State made adjustments. Well, think the about, Badgers just didn't think about the three. Think doing. about
1: the three games, or I guess four games that Wisconsin lost last year. Mm-hmm. The Illinois game, you're not going to pin on Jack Cone because, one, the defense didn't play well. Two, yes, he had some turnovers, but Jonathan Taylor did not play a very good game no. either. And like they, Jonathan they, Taylor was fumbling. They bottled up the offense in the second half. And then you look at the Ohio State game, the second loss of the season. That was just a better team being so much better than you. And if you remember correctly, Chase Young, who's been a beast this year for the football team and actually had a scoop and score. He is a beast. That was when they were using, like, a. Remember when they had, like, one on one with, like, Ferguson trying to block him, I think, for, like, the longest time? <laughs> yes, I do. And then all of a sudden Wait, they. Wait, Barry made Alvarez's grandson? Yeah, then all of a sudden they made it where they were, like, um,. It was one-on-one with him in the right, I think it was the right tackle, and he's just absolutely crushing him. And I was like, "Ah, man, we, we didn't even think about chipping him with yeah. Ferguson and then using the right tackle or you know something like that. They literally just let Chase Young dominate them. And that was their second loss. And then the third loss, the Ohio State and the <laughs> Oregon game. Yep, The punter was terrible in both of those games and had a huge role in momentum in those games. And you had uh crucial turnovers that weren't Jack Cohn's fault with uh fumbles.
0: Exactly. Well, okay, fast forward to you know the start of this year. Jack Cohn is the starting quarterback for your Wisconsin Badgers. Jack Cohn was the starter. He was the number one. And then he hurt his foot, broke his foot. Non contact, out practice.
1: Indefinitely.
0: And now merch mania is official, it's on the scene, it's ready to unfold. And that game against Illinois, holy shnikes. I have never seen something live up to the hype and surpass it like Mertz Mania did against the Fighting Illini after the trials and tribulations of trying to get a season underway, having one, canceling it, having one again, canceling it, they're bringing it back. All of a sudden the season's pushed back. You're at a, you know an eight-game regular season. You got to be perfect, yada, 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 right? We finally had football back, something we thought we wouldn't have in the Big Ten. Well, we got it back. Mertz Mania trots out there, and oh my God, was the Kansas Cannon unleashed. Mertz Mania ran wild. Remember that night? I know I'll never forget it. Remember how you, you felt like the Badgers were now on the precipice, knocking on the door of the college football playoffs? And you're like, we finally got the quarterback. It's go time. And then you saw... Well, it was all the hype. It was and he lived up the, to it. It was all the hype leading
4: up to
1: last season where it was Mertz. And he was the biggest recruit the Badgers had ever gotten at quarterback. Yep. And all this, you know, the the high school All-American game statistics. Everything was falling into place. And then you fast forward to this year. It was finally his time after Jack Home was out indefinitely. And the hype meter just rose. That what was it? The Friday morning during our show, everyone's like, "Okay, we finally get to see what Graham Mertz is. We're finally going to get him in a live game where he's the starter, not just throwing you know yeah. little waggle passes, you know, for five yards when the game was already out of out of reach against you know Central Michigan."
0: Yeah, it was, it, I mean, Mertz. And, I've, I've never seen anything live up to what Mertz. And lived up to. he
1: 100 percent delivered. He was. Per, he was. Almost perfect against Illinois. Every ball was in the perfect spot. I mean, he had just one incompletion, which was a drop. Yeah.
4: He
0: looked amazing, and the team lit Illinois up. So we also then, as the season unfolded, we saw Michigan. Mert still looked good, obviously, and then it all kind of unraveled after that. Well, he, I would say this: then you go, you have two games off.
1: They play Michigan, who Michigan now looks like one of the worst teams in they're the. They're terrible. 10. He had a little bit of regression, especially in the first quarter. But then he seemed to kind of get past that, and he played overall well. And obviously, it wasn't as good as the Illinois game, but that was nearly perfect.
0: Yeah, I mean— He was we, still a really good quarterback against Michigan. Yeah, we were still vibing on Merch Mania. Like, Merch Mania was a real thing. <clears throat> well, then we uh, fast-forward to that Northwestern game, and you're like, okay, Northwestern, we can explain that away. We always play, like, doo-doo against Northwestern and at Ryan Field. Okay, we will explain that away, you know, a little regression, whatever. Well, then you go to December 5th, and Indiana wins 14-6 to over Wisconsin, and it's terrible. And you're like, well, I don't know really how to explain this one. Oh, I guess there's players out with COVID. Okay, and injury, didn't have many weapons. Explain that one away. And then the third game happens, what we just saw over the weekend against Saturday, against Iowa, the Hawkeyes. And it was, again, you're missing you know a lot of weapons. Jalen Berger's not there. You have no Danny Davis, no Kendrick Pryor. You have missing some weapons. But still, Graham Mertz and Mertz Mania is not – it's it's not bumping the needle at all the needle is just it's 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 like you know you got the gas gauge and you hit e you're like can it go underneath e can it go below e that's where merch mania is at right now is below the e like the needle's almost breaking off my question though is is it just 2020 is it just the covid is it just this year should we be filling our tank back up with a premium merch mania unleaded rowdy
1: well, I think if you look at Graham Mertz and you look at what's transpired so far this season, he has the highest of highs on a Friday night against Illinois, right? Yeah. Then they take two weeks off. Then he has a little bit of regression, but overall plays a pretty good game against Michigan and they absolutely dominate Michigan and you're still feeling great. Mm-hmm. Then you have some more weird weeks. You play the Northwestern game. And I feel like that second half of the Northwestern game is where the... The train kind of fell off the tracks. Yeah. Like, obviously, they didn't look good in the first half, but there was some bad refereeing. There were some turnovers. And you're like, if, if Graham Mertz could just get that one pass to spark him, right? Mm-hmm. you think he could do something like the Illinois game or the Michigan game, but it never happened. And it just, it was more interceptions, more turnovers and more missed receivers. Are you still a believer in Mertz? And Mertzmania. Well, I think I think his confidence is a little shaken right now. Well, I'm because, glad you say that. Because you look at then what happened against Indiana and Iowa. So you you could throw the Northwestern game; say it was one game, you know, the refereeing wasn't that great. Northwestern's defense was good, they're opportunistic, blah, blah, blah. But then you can say the same thing against Indiana. But the Indiana game, it just looks like he was he was missing receivers. Mm-hmm. Like look at the Iowa game. There were open receivers at times. Now, it wasn't like they were all all running wide open the whole time. But when he did have some wide receivers, it was high. It was behind him. It wasn't that Chris Graham Mertz, Illinois game where it was perfect. Or even after the first uh, half of that first quarter against Michigan where almost every ball looked to be
0: pretty perfect.
1: It wasn't that same Graham Mertz where it looks like he's a little shaken.
0: All right. So Graham Mertz. Media yesterday had this to say about his confidence, about the adversity he and his team has faced. Check it out.
3: Everything in life comes down to how you respond. And the cool thing about that is it's all on you. You can ball your fists up and go fight, and you can, you can sit back and just relax. There's only one way out of those two that, I, that I'm going to go, and I'm going to ball my fists up and go. So um, people can say whatever they want, but I'm proud of this team. I love this team, and there's some stuff brewing up here. So the fist will be balled. Be ready. You
0: believe him.
1: Do I believe them if they're going to play well against Minnesota? They're going to ball
0: their fists up and they're going to fight?
1: I think they're going to play better against Minnesota than Iowa, Northwestern, and and Indiana just because the Minnesota defense isn't near as good as those three teams. And he's getting from what it looks like, according to the depth chart, Pryor and Davis back, which will also be key because it's two of your top receivers that can create more space than... I don't know, the fourth, fifth, and sixth receiver that they've been using now. So I think that'll also help, but it does hurt a little bit that he's not gonna have that same type of run game that he had for the Northwestern and Indiana game, no Jalen Berger. Yeah.
0: Rowdy as Anthrax says now the band fight him till you can't. Do I expect Ball that fist up and fight him?
1: Do I expect Graham Mertz to look like the Illinois game against Minnesota? Nah, not really. But I, I do think he's got that high ceiling and he's a guy that if he does get that Illinois look back in his eye and plays that well, he's still going to be the second-best quarterback that uh, the Badgers have had ceiling-wise next to uh, Russell Wilson. Fight him till you can't, Rowdy. I mean, I mean who are some of the best
0: quarterbacks that uh, well, the Badgers have had in the last... Well, you have the all-time winningest in Joel Stave. No. Then he's... you have Russell Wilson. And then, uh, what, you want to go a little... Um, ooh. What do you think? You're a stocko. You? Uh... I think you're missing someone that's still on the roster. Who Mertz, Jack Cohn? Oh, Jack Cohn. Well, oh, I was getting there. I was. I was thinking of guys in the past. Grab- Scott Tolzien, Scott Tolzien, Little Stocco. I mean, you have you have to have Joel Stave first because he's the all-time winningest. Sorgi, then Russell Wilson, then Sorgi, Stocco. Tolzien, uh, and then Cohn. Brooke will never make that list for me. Yeah,
1: I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, Stave would be behind, obviously,
0: Russell Wilson. He would be behind Tolzien, and he'd be behind Jack Cohn. He's the all-time winningest, though, Rowdy. He win- He's a habitual winner. He won more games than those guys. <laughs> Here's comments from Greg Gard about the game tonight. Loyola of Chicago. He says it's going to be a big test for the crew.
5: So it came together really later Saturday with the uh, anticipation that Northern Iowa would move in the direction they took, and given the options that were available, we landed on it, I believe, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. So excited for tomorrow night. Obviously, it be a, a great test for us, and like I said, to be able to get these type of games and challenging games at that is a great challenge for our team, and we're looking forward to it.
0: All right, so I don't know how big of a challenge this will be for the Badgers, because Loyola... okay props to the badgers and loyola and the scheduling people for getting this done on you know short notice like this very short notice because northern iowa was supposed to play the badgers tomorrow well they canceled their games because of covid concerns their non conference games and then you get the louisville one you know floating around in the wind as well so props for the badgers and loyola for getting this done uh, to get the badgers playing and us to watch something obviously uh guard talks about what kind of opponents they wanted here's more from Gardo. it's
5: what our guys wanted i asked them a week ago we were sitting in here before or after rhode island here, here's our scenario guys what do you want and they're like find us the best teams you can find us and that's what they wanted so we went after the best we could get and then amount of time we had and, and fortunately on both ends from Loyola and Louisville we've got really good opponents here as we wrap up the non-conference.
0: The guard talks uh, reaffirms again about him and his teammate or his team wanting to play the best teams possible yeah, Like
5: I said it's really a day by day take the best opportunity that's there and make the most of the day you have but uh, no I mean this group doesn't have any fear in terms of play they want to play the best and challenge themselves because they want to, they want to be the best and we've talked all along if you want to be at the top you got to be willing to put your game on the line so to speak and go after it
0: all right, so I know Loyola Chicago won't be viewed as the best team around as they've beaten Lewis, Chicago State, and the UIC Flames. But I think with vicinity, traveling, COVID, and short notice.
1: Yeah, and the fact that they can say on their record they're 3-0. and They're Loyola yeah. Chicago. They made it to a Final Four a few couple years ago.
0: Yes. Uh, guard talks about again. He says, even though we've have these games, like Louisville scheduled now on Saturday, so says, even though we have these games on the docket, it doesn't mean it's
5: guaranteed. That's why they come here. That's why they want to play at this level. If we could line up seven in a row that were heavyweight fights, (laughs) they'd do it. But there's been so much shifting, which we knew was going to happen, and and literally, we'll still walk into tomorrow not knowing for sure, because if there is a positive on that side, or Saturday, the same thing, because neither of those two programs are in an everyday testing cycle, it'll be called off.
0: That's got to be tough, right? Because now the Big Ten ho- the Big Ten opener against Nebraska has been pushed back a day just because Louisville's now on Saturday. It's got to be tough to try and prepare for a team because then all of a sudden, like Louisville or Northern Iowa, boop, canceled or rescheduled in Louisville's case. That's got to be Difficult, man. Uh, Brad Davison talks on that.
4: It's definitely been a roller coaster, but at the same time, you know, I think it's been a huge blessing for us because, you know, we don't necessarily know which opponent we're gonna have or when we're gonna play or the time of the game. So we really the only thing we can focus on and control is, you know, our own team and things that we need to work on, things that we need to get better at executing. So kind of taking the other opponent out, it's giving us some good time to focus on things that we need to get better at.
1: What are you gonna say, Ronnie? Yeah, just but at least from a a basketball perspective, at least it's not like a, a football a scenario where it's like the Wisconsin Badgers are practicing all week for their non-conference game against the Louisville Cardinals yeah, yeah. where they have Sunday through basically Friday night where the coaches and everyone are prepping, getting ready, uh, looking at scheme and going through all these tapes, mm-hmm. at least normally in a basketball season, don't the Badgers roughly play every Wednesday and Saturday. Yeah. So you normally only have a you know, two, three days between games. So at least it's not like a, a football scenario where you well, you're, you, you're screwed. You basically we're 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 getting ready for that one opponent the whole time and then all of a sudden it changes. No, you're not playing at all.
4: You know?
0: Like no, there's no game. Uh more from Davidson talking about they're blessed to have found two opponents depo- on a We're notice. also
4: extremely thankful that we got to, you know, find two fill in games, that we get to still play the same amount of games and we're not behind <laughs> schedule by any means. So, you know, regardless of who the opponent is, we're always extremely thankful for the opportunity and excited, you know, to compete <laughs> against somebody else.
0: There's okay, so the Badger
1: basketball Do you think that like all the Division One athletes, especially if if you're a a bigger time player where you play a lot for some of your classes, you have to take like uh, podium speaking?
0: Oh, totally. Well, okay, so yesterday <laughs> three credit three credit course. So yesterday, Wisconsin basketball met with the media. Wisconsin football met with the media, and I don't know how many. Co- I think it was every probably every coach and every player that spoke for both basketball and football. All said basically the same thing. We are thankful for the opportunity and we appreciate that we're allowed to play. Or something along those lines. Opportunity and appreciate and thankful. Where every single person who who took to the Zoom conference said it.
1: Would you just love, just out of nowhere, if like Brad Davison came out and said, yeah, it's kind of BS that we haven't (laughs) really been able to play, you know, with uh, practicing being all thrown off, people canceling games. I I think they're running from us, but you know what? We got the best team we could. We got Loyola Chicago, but we're really going to just come out there and kick their ass by like 30. We ain't no pansies, but this is some horse
0: bleep that we got to go through all this
1: BS. Mark my words,
0: and I'm dropping 30. (laughs) I would love it, dude. I would have that as a promo. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Here's Trice. Let's see if Trice Talks about uh, the opportunity or appreciating or etc. When they when Trice talks about preparing for Loyola on short notice.
4: Nah, our coaches have done a great job of scouting and doing quick turnarounds. So Coach Oliver had a great uh, scout for us, and he he did a great job of picking out what they like to do and. Um, I think we've had a really good two days of practice and two days prep for them. So I think we're going to be ready for whatever they throw at us. We know that they have a really good big, and then there's shooters all around them. So we got to be ready for a lot of different actions and cuts and obviously guard the three-point line.
0: Wow. Rowdy, there was no opportunity, no appreciate, no thankful from Demetrik Trice. Do you think he's getting reprimanded right now? (laughs) Let's hear one more from Trice talking about uh, how they got to push it harder in transition to create an easier offense. I
4: think we could definitely push it a little bit harder in transition than like we did at the end of last year, and I think that's what made us a hard team to guard and got people in rhythm and flows, and that's when we have different guys becoming different scorers because we figure out whose night it is. You're not just taking one shot here and then one shot four minutes later, things like that. Everybody's getting kind of their feel for how the game is flowing um, when the pace picks up a lot.
1: You know how you took like little quizzes in school where it'd be like 10, 10 questions or whatever. And then, you know, you'd hand it to the person next to you and they'd grade it. Yeah. And then you'd get it back in about five minutes and it'd be like, oh, you got a seven out of 10 or you got an eight out of 10. Yeah. I feel like Dimitri Trice probably got his grade back from podium speaking there. And they're like, well, you missed uh, using the word opportunity. You you missed here. (laughs) You missed this here. Here's your grade. You actually got a three out of five. You got to go and work on that. You're actually uh, not going to be available the next time we speak. We're going to let Brad handle this one. Yeah, we're
0: going to let Brad do this Uh, one.
1: But you work on it. We'll get you back. Make sure you mix in opportunity next time.
0: Pop quiz, hot shot. What do you do? What do you do? Uh, I used uh, appreciate opportunity and uh, thankful. Right, coach? Pop quiz, hot shot. What do you do? What do you do? Right, wor- I appreciate the opportunity, and I'm thankful that I'm allowed to speak. Yeah, you've
1: worked very hard for the last two weeks. We're going to give you the opportunity to go out there and talk about it. <laughs> Trice's next, uh, next little press conference is exactly what you just said.
0: Yeah, I got to think uh, Aaron Jones is going to be saying bye-bye, rowdy man. What do you think? Drew Rosenhaus, now his agent. We know what Drew Rosenhaus does, and he gets himself or his clients big-time money. And guess what the Packers don't have? Big-time money. Well, they do, but I don't know if they
1: they want to give it to Aaron Jones.
0: They'll have to give all the money to Aaron Jones when they could. I know we're not the biggest fans of Kevin King at times, but potentially they could give all that money that they would give to Aaron Jones instead of the three players, right? You figured this out. Corey Lindsley, Kevin King, and Jamal Williams.
1: Yeah, they all could potentially be signed with the money that they would get from not re-signing Aaron Jones and then potentially cutting Preston Smith. Because cutting Preston Smith would... Save you between eight and ten million dollars for next season.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Preston Smith
1: definitely and he has is, been a huge disappointment outside of about two or three games.
0: What two games ago he was pretty good because he got because Rashawn Gary started over him and then he got what that pick six and he had a couple sacks did he?
1: Yeah, but outside of those two or three games, Rashawn Gary has clearly been better than Preston Smith, and, which I don't know if it's saying a ton. Now Gary's been decent this year, but Preston Smith has just not been
0: good. Oh, Preston Smith last year compared to this year, like what the hell happened, dude? What are you on the Eddie Lacy diet? Geez, Mister. Okay, so also, I think what's really telling with the Packers was the draft. I know we've talked about the draft a lot, but drafting a running back with your second round pick and A.J. Dillon, I think we saw the writing on the wall for one of the running backs, if not both of them, but I assume just one of the running backs, and that was going to be you know either Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, right, with the drafting of A.J. Dillon? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. At least one of them had to be gone, you'd have to figure, because... They, ha- they were carrying three running backs going into that draft in Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, and Dexter Williams. Then they draft A.J. Dillon. Obviously, A.J. Dillon comes in. He's ahead of Dexter Williams on the depth chart. And uh, he was the guy coming in and getting carries at the beginning of the season towards the end of the game where he's getting, what, maybe three carries a game?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, A.J. Dillon, you know. Before his month-long COVID list. Big bruiser. He's got that big ass on him, those thick thighs that all those bi- journalists salivate over. You know, he's got he had the potential. Then he got the Rona. Yeah, like Rowdy just said, out for pff, over a month uh, on the but COVID-19 yeah, reserve but list. we
1: also we say that about uh, Aaron Jones. How man, this AJ Dillon draft pick in the second round looks like a uh, now, especially him signing with uh, Drew Rosenhaus. Yeah, it's probably the writing on the wall. But then we could just go and look at the first pick. Do we think the writing's on the wall for Aaron Rodgers anymore? I mean, he's having an MVP season, and Jordan Love isn't even
0: dressing. Yeah, Jordan Love's sitting there in a sweatsuit. Make sure you're wearing your mask, brother. God forbid. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. But that first-round pick was now
1: used to draft the third-string quarterback. Now, could he become a top-15 quarterback in three years? Maybe. Maybe. Do you think after this MVP type season for Aaron Rodgers that Jordan Love will be the quarterback next year or even in 2 years like some people were uh thinking when they drafted Jordan Love some people thought Aaron Rodgers was on his way out
0: yeah now Aaron Rodgers is like friggin from the fountain of youth and he's uh you know he's back at it I don't, just crushing I don't want
1: to I don't want to call out our boy Rob Reichel, but he did say that Jordan Love would be the starter after Two, two years, years.
0: yeah at, not after next season right yeah I don't know if that's going to be
1: true especially if aaron rodgers wins the mVP or is in second I, th- I feel like he for a minimum has to finish out this contract right or at least three years because I think I think the yeah. money makes sense in the very
0: last because it, it doesn't make sense after two because you would take what a huge hit yeah it yeah. was like a cap hit of close to like 17 18 million yeah, it was like dollars. 18 million I think and then after three years, you the hip goes to what?
1: Like yeah, it was, seven it was or eight, a lot lower. Where, seven it, or eight mil or something like that? It would make more sense if Aaron Rodgers' talent was falling off the face of the earth, fell off a cliff, right? Are you?
0: Con- I mean, I know we haven't seen much, in this, and what we have seen, we we're just kind of like, I don't know. Are you confident that lightning can strike three times for the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love? I, I, I know it's hard to say right now, but and the only thing that we've ever saw of Jordan Love, the one thing that sticks out in my memory was that, that drill – in practice, <laughs> yeah, where they yeah. had to throw it essentially well, that, in like a net, like if, a circled, net, like a bread basket, and Jordan Love just botched it hard. Well, it was one were, throw.
1: Yeah, if you remember though, early in the summer camp or the the late fall football practices they weren't really letting media in yeah so we only we only had certain little clips and videos of you know players warming up and the one you get at Jordan love was like, that terrible throw where you're like, like oh, oh, oh anyone listening to this radio station could make the exact same attempt yeah it wasn't and good. you we don't even know if you've ever played football before you looked like you could have made that throw
0: yeah and we are under the belief that we could get more rushing yards than Nikia Watson on last Saturday right Wait, what? You could have got more rushing yards. I I think so. I think I could have. (laughs) We'll talk Badgers coming up.
1: But uh, going like the Jordan, the Jordan Love thing, you look at it and you're like, I just don't know how long he's going to sit on the bench. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is looks like he should be the MVP next season. Most people even said Aaron Rodgers would be the starter. If he's coming off an MVP year next year and he's even remotely close to what he's he did this year, I don't know how he's going to be cut and or traded or not starting. Yeah. I, f- I feel like Aaron Rodgers is a lock to be a starter in the NFL, regardless of if it's with the Packers or another team, through the age 40 season. I feel like that's just going to be a thing.
0: I think... I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a messy. There's going to be a messy divorce here coming up in a couple of years. What do you think about that, Rowdy? I mean, there could be if they don't ride it out with Rogers, right? I mean, because there's no way. Okay, anyone. Okay, let me ask you. Let's say Rogers. Now I know playing at this level, he's playing at right now for the next couple of years is a is a tall, tough task. Well, let's say he's. Let's say you know he finishes this out year phenomenal like he's been, and then he has another year that's almost as good, just maybe like a step back. Let's just say he's he's around this kind of level. We're like even Damn. just top, yeah, top okay. ten.
1: Remember when we talked about the last couple of years where Aaron Rodgers? I guess it's two and three years ago where Aaron Rodgers hurt his uh, collarbone. He didn't look good. Yeah. Then he came back and he hurt his leg, and then he played a whole season. That was the end of Mike McCarthy's uh, tenure. Yeah, looked and he looked terrible and he looked terrible, just awful. He almost looked like he was playing bad on purpose. Yes, uh, that Aaron Rodgers was still top twelve in almost every single category in the NFL. And we were very upset about it because we're used to Aaron Rodgers, top five, top five, yeah. top five, top and five.
0: Last and last year he was around, what, 15th? Oh, I think like QBR and stuff, Rodgers was like 15th last year. Rodgers had, well, how many touchdown passes did he have last year? Like 20-something? Rodgers looked better, right, than the final year of Mike McCarthy. He looked better with Matt LaFleur last year. But we still had a lot of questions, remember? Like oh are we seeing the window like just about closed here for Yeah Rogers? because
1: it, it we talked about the offense looked disjointed yeah. he was missing some throws guys were dropping passes it just but they were winning games. Yes. So let's I, say But we're talking about those are two of his worst seasons. Those are two of his probably three worst seasons in his career and we're talking about a guy that was still rated out as about the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. So
0: let's okay, let's Jordan say Jordan Love's not
1: going to come in year 1 and be a top 12 quarterback in my opinion. Let's say Especially Rodgers if he can't
0: dress now. Let's say Aaron Rodgers is still playing 12 or better, top 12 or better as his contract comes into the final year. Twelve or better. And he's still looking good. The offense is still looking good. I'm sure the defense will still be the problem for the Packers as it has been since, you know, the beginning of time. What do you do with Aaron Rodgers? Is there gonna be like, hey, dude, I mean, sorry, you can either retire a Packer or you can find yourself a new team. We're going to Jordan Love. Okay. Or do you say Rodgers, who's still playing top twelve or better, when this contract comes to an end, what is that in three, three, four years? What is it? Three Three seasons. Three
1: seasons? So in 2021, I just pulled it up. His cap hit, if you cut him, would be $31.5 million. There's no way you can move on from Aaron Rodgers for next year. Not happening. 2022, which is when some of the people were, were theorizing that Jordan Love could all of a sudden overtake Aaron Rodgers and they could potentially cut or trade him. Yeah. His cap hit for cutting him would be a little over $17 million. I personally still couldn't do that. No, that's a lot of money. And then 2023, which would be his age 39 season, the cap hit for cutting him would be $2.8 million. So well, could, that's, that's where it becomes reasonable. I still don't think you get rid of but him. But
0: then in 2024, he becomes an unrestricted free agent.
1: Yes, and I feel like at age 40, I could see him signing a one-year deal.
0: Okay, that's my question. Do you, does he sign a one-year deal, or do you say to yourself, okay, well, we drafted Jordan Love. with We traded up to get Jordan Love in the first round. We got to use him eventually. Yeah. By 2024, are you giving Aaron Rodgers, if he still had top 12 or better numbers, are you giving him a one-year deal? Or are you saying, well, we drafted Jordan Love? Father me, time remains undefeated. Yeah, me
1: personally, I think you got to give him a one-more-year one more deal. I mean, you look at it and you say, okay, 2021 will be Jordan Love's second year. 2022 will be his third year. 2023 would be his fourth year. I think this is going to get messy. Jordan Love's since he's a first round pick, they'll have that five year option on him. Yep, that if if he plays out the rest of this year, that five year option would be that one uh, one year contract that we were talking about with Aaron Love. So what do you do, Aaron do, Rodgers?
0: Does it get messy and you go to Jordan Love because Brian Gudikunz is like, "Yo, dude, we traded up in the first round to get this guy. We got to play him." Or do you say, "Sorry, Jay Love," and you just eat it? You eat it that you wasted a first round draft pick. Or I mean. I, and you don't even know
1: because he's Jordan Love's probably not going to be playing, especially if Aaron Rodgers is healthy. Yeah. So if you remember with Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady, they drafted him because, well, from what it seemed like, Bill Belichick wanted to go with Jimmy Garoppolo yep. and Robert Kraft wanted to stay with Tom Brady. And Tommy now, went
0: to Robert Kraft and be like, Yo, dude, when you're done with your when you're done with your little uh, massage parlor, can you make sure Jimmy Garoppolo's no longer here? Now who knows how much of
1: that is true that Bill Belichick really wanted to move on and whatever. But Jimmy Garoppolo got some playing time because he played a little bit. Yep. I don't know if Jordan Love will be playing at all unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. I know that's the
0: thing. All right, let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got?
6: What's going on, fellas? Mitch, Mitch in, Madison.
0: in freaking Madison. What's up, brother Bear?
6: Man, you guys uh, just brought up literally exactly what I was going to point to the whole Garoppolo, and we've talked about this before the Garoppolo Brady situation glass half full in 2020, you know, I think that's what might happen. Uh, because the wife and I were talking about this yesterday. We're like, why on earth would you move on from Rogers right now? Right. It makes absolutely no sense to do so. Um, and if he keeps playing well, uh, keep him on the squad. And and here's the thing. I think what might happen is let's say he keeps playing this well. Um, after next season because you're right there's no way they're moving if if rogers's last season is going to happen it will be after next year yes um, because of the cap stuff um just like it's pretty much impossible for them to be able to sign bakhtiari clark and jones it's like once clark and uh bakhtiari got signed you pretty much knew jones was going to be gone it just the math doesn't work but yeah. with, with and now this, with Aaron jones
0: having drew Rosenhaus as his agent you could just kiss him goodbye. Right,
6: I mean, you know, it, it's just it's just math, and, and it just it can't happen. But th- this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping after next season, if he's still playing well, um, they renegotiate his contract a little bit to give him a little bit more money up front.
0: Kind of like and a Brady, for, like a Brady scenario. Exactly. They could literally because here, I mean,
6: who are we kidding? I think Rogers made quite a bit of money, and I think he's doing all right.
0: Mitch, he bought a twenty-two million dollar mansion in straight up cash in Malibu. I think he's doing fine. Right. That's what I'm saying.
6: So and it's sometimes, you know, you can do the different tax type stuff. Sometimes they rework deals and it actually works out for them a little bit better. Um, and then trade love for something. I mean, this isn't the first time and it's not the last time we've uh, wasted a first round <laughs> pick. So, it, you know, it's, it, it's just the cost of doing business. And, and if you're, you know, if you're deep into the playoffs with Rogers, why, why change it up? The
0: yeah. upside just, is I mean I think Rowdy's got something on. Yeah, of his Mitch. If
1: uh, Rodgers plays out the rest of his career with the Packers, he'll have made a little amount. It's it's not a ton in the NFL, but it's only three hundred and fourteen million dollars. Oh,
0: that's that's chump change. That's nothing. Only,
6: oh, I mean, not to mention his uh, State Farm commercial stuff or whatever the heck it is. Just and to his, drop
0: his, drop in the bucket and his Bose headphones too. You know.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So it's just. I mean, I would say he's. The second, the first or the second best quarterback in the NFL. So if you were to go on from him.
0: Yeah, Brett Favre's number one.
6: (laughs) You're not, right, of all time. Yeah, right.
0: I'm not kidding. Everybody loves Farvey. (laughs) I'm sorry, as Rodgers calls him now, Farvey.
4: Yeah, right?
0: <laughs> hey, Mitch, let me ask you, brother. Uh, Saturday is quite the little Wisconsin three-step. Wisconsin basketball versus Louisville at 11 a.m. Wisconsin football against Minnesota at 3 p.m. Then Packers versus Panthers at 7.15 p.m. All on Saturday. Which one is my guy Mitch and Madison most excited for?
6: Um, Packers. Got to keep rolling with them. I mean, I I love it all. but uh,
0: Yeah, you can only choose Pack- one, though. Uh,
6: the Packers, because you said it's 7 o'clock on Saturday,
0: right? 7.15, yes, sir.
6: Yeah, see, that's right around the time the kids go to bed. The other games, I got to deal with them running <laughs> around while I'm watching TV. So,
0: you know? That's a good point, man.
6: Mitch. That all works into it.
0: Mitch, appreciate it, brother. I always always, yes, always love you calling it. All right, have a good one. See you, man. Mitch and Madison, good stuff right there. Yeah, Rowdy, very interesting what's going to happen here in the uh, upcoming years. I want to get back to what's coming up, you know, this week, tonight, Saturday, also with Aaron Jones, grabbing a new agent in Drew Rosenhaus. How about this? Our guy J Eight Krebs, what's up, Jordan? He tweets at my Twitter account at Ebo says, "Quote: It's up to Jordan Love. If he shows it, he will take Roger's job. If he doesn't, he will be shipped out of town, and they will know if he has it or not in practice. It is up to Jordan Love to do it. Could you imagine being Jordan Love trying to beat out Aaron Rodgers? Though, good luck." <laughs> go to the phones, quick, 608-321-1670. Kyle and Stoughton, what's up, Kyle? How we living, brother? Hey, living great, man. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, doing well. Happy Tuesday. Excited for some Bucky Hoops tonight, my man. Absolutely.
7: I love my Badger basketball, man. It's uh, one, one time of the year I absolutely look forward to.
0: Yeah, I love Bucky Hoops. Let me ask you, I know you had something on your mind, but real quick, when it comes to Saturday's action, you got three games, the Wisconsin three-step, which are you most excited for? Bucky Hoops against Louisville, Bucky Football against Minnesota, or Packers Football against the Panthers?
7: All well, Saturday is going to be a wet dream. I'd have to roll the dice on uh, Badger basketball and uh, Green Bay Packers and where it lands,
0: it lands. Yeah, just bring a pair of, a pair of jockeys then, man. It is definitely a wet dream, that's for sure.
7: <laughs> absolutely. It's going to be a pretty drunk day, I think.
0: <laughs> oh, what's on your mind, Kyle? You said you wanted to talk some Packers, right?
7: Yeah, I do. I want to touch on the Rodgers uh, uh, thing. Um, I think uh, drafting Jordan Love, I think it has absolutely uh, worked to a T because it has forced Rodgers to play – best as he can yeah he, you're under the is, belief
0: that that it lit a fire under his ass
7: i do that guy is such a competitor and you can't tell me that you know you you bring a, a, another sheriff into town and he's going to take your job by all means if you're the the, the biggest competitor you're going to fight for your job and he absolutely is i mean with just having one absolute weapon on offense with Devonte adams you know to throw to mm-hmm. i mean he is getting it done he is playing out of his mind this year i have it is so fun to watch him this year
0: it totally is. Kyle, do you think that Aaron Rodgers can take home the MVP, or is it the media has already decided it's going to be Patrick Mahomes?
7: You know, I think he can, he can bring it home. He's just got to keep playing the way he is and let Mahomes keep throwing three picks a game, and uh, it's, it's all his.
0: <laughs> no, no doubt about it, man. Uh, Kyle, um, real quick, uh, Loyola of Chicago, that's where Sister Jean hails from, if you remember two years ago in March Madness. We yep. set the over-under of Sister Jean mentioned on the broadcast at five and a half. Would you take the over of five and a half? So they would mentioned it six times, or the under, so five or less. Take the over. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. That's nice here from me, man. All right. Thanks, see, man. See you, buddy. Yeah, good stuff there, uh, Rowdy. I know a lot of people feel the way Kyle does that the drafting of Jordan Love lit a fire under his ass. Aaron it just Rogers. it
1: brings me back to the Nick Wright, Nick Wright comment.
0: Oh, when he said where that. he
1: talked about. You know, basically, if Gutukunst made this draft pick, and I can't remember how he said Gutukunst, but he did oh,
0: something. that's butchered the hell out of it.
1: Yeah, but if he made that draft, it was pick, G- it was Gutenkunst <laughs> just just to light a fire under Aaron Rodgers. What is this GM doing? <laughs> because that's a wasted first round pick. I kind of agree with him there, right? Yeah, like. Th- I understand the lighting of fire under Aaron Rodgers. I get that. I get that point of view. But wasting a first round pick on it, if that was truly the sole reason on why you drafted Jordan Love, couldn't you have uh, lit a fire under Aaron Rodgers and gave him like a big time talent?
0: Yeah. Don't yeah. you think
1: that would light a fire too? Like go well, like, out and I don't know sign a big time receiver or draft a big time receiver or get him weapons like instead of
0: trading up to get Jordan Love you trade up to get like Justin Jefferson? Yeah, something like that. I who feel is like phenomenal. That, that could also light a fire under Aaron Rodgers. And then I feel like that'd light a fire under DeVonte Adams' ass too to be even better. I I
1: get I I totally get where they're coming from. I just hope that's not the reason why they drafted Jordan Love.
0: Cuz I mean because you I know we've talked about this a lot before, but the drafting of Jordan Love I, unless you thought Rodgers was done doesn't really make sense. And for for me, I really, I re- I hope that's not the reason
1: because if they wasted a first round pick on a quarterback that they knew was never going to play and they just wanted to light a fire under uh, Aaron Rodgers, I feel like that's just a waste of a first pick and you had other avenues to do it. Yeah. But if you remember it before the draft, I was high on Jordan Love. I actually, you were. I like Jordan. It was your Love's, second quarterback? Right? Yeah, I like his. I like his ceiling though. Jordan loves ceiling and what he actually reaches versus Aaron Rodgers right now that's not even comparable. Yeah. Like there's a difference between having a a ceiling that we like and what you're actually doing currently. Like we talked about Graham Mertz the whole time leading up to it and even after the Illinois game the guy's got the highest ceiling as a quarterback for the Wisconsin Badgers since Russell Wilson. Well, the last three games, he hasn't been playing <laughs> at that ceiling.
0: Last three games, he's kind of looked. It looks Jordan, like it looked like Joel Stave's got a little more yeah, ceiling. Yeah, in
1: my opinion, Jordan Love has a high ceiling and and had the higher ceiling. I I thought in my opinion, Tua was one. Jordan Love was two. Um, Herbert and Burrow was three and four. Yeah, Herbert's been playing the best out of Herbert's those been four. Dude. Burrow yeah. played really well too until, until he, got he got hurt, hurt with yeah. that trash of a Cincinnati team. But uh, all all. Three of those quarterbacks that have actually played have looked pretty good. Totally. And they show that they belong in this league. Hey, Jordan Love looks good in that track suit. But Jordan Love's the one that hasn't hasn't played at all. Jordan Love's the one that hasn't been suiting up or even active at all. Jordan Love is the one where we've only seen that one clip from practice oh. where it looked pretty bad. Yeah, now, uh, I, uh, we obviously know that that's not.
0: Yeah, it's one <laughs> clip of him missing like a, uh, a bread basket, essentially. Whatever. But when it's the only thing you have to go off of? You're just like, ooh, 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 ooh. yeah.
1: I don't know if Aaron Rodgers keeps playing at this level. I think the best case scenario is you get like a Jimmy G deal and you sh- you ship him. I believe Jimmy G was shipped for like a second round pick.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you. You uh, you had sent because we're in a little Twitter DM group. You, me, and one of our one of our favorite callers and listeners, Gavin, and you had sent over a a graph of. What, what, what count was that? I got to look. Here it is. I'm looking at this graph right here. It's from Computer Cowboy who crunches, uses analytics to just crunch hardcore numbers. He writes for the Athletic uh, Seattle, but also has some like weird obsession with Aaron Rodgers. So he has got this graph. It's charted versus production based measures of quarterback play. And he says here Aaron Rodgers has been more efficient than Patrick Mahomes, has graded better, has worse receivers but Rodgers does have a better offensive line and has a very easy remaining schedule. Uh, And then he says, what is the argument that he won't win the MVP at this point, i.e. Aaron Rodgers? I don't see why Aaron Rodgers is not the overwhelming favorite to win MVP. When you look at this chart, all analytics, it's uh, pro football focus, offensive grades, judged by... um, some some more numbers it's crunching everything from your talent at wide receiver your offensive line and your numbers right well, now your stats just
1: to make and you're talking about all that just to make it easy and more understandable just go pull up the NFL statistics look at Patrick Mahomes compare him to Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers is basically better in every single statistic outside of one and that was passing Passing yards. Yes. Because Patrick Mahomes also attempted fifty more passes than Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Aaron Rodgers has been more efficient.
0: Aaron Rodgers is better in every single stat except for passing yards, but that's only because, as Rowdy just said, Mahomes he's, has passed the ball more.
1: Yeah, he's fifty more attempts. So And both teams are pretty comparable. First place in the AFC, first place in the NFC. I think they are uh what one game apart? Yeah. One game apart in the uh record wise, and one has so much talent it's coming out of his ears. The other one has Devontae
0: Adams and a bunch of guys. And insert how they're trying to say role players are is a good term, a positive term. Usually and they said usually role players have a negative connotation. This year it's a good thing.
1: Yeah, so they're talking about role players and then when you look at the Kansas talking City Chiefs about Hall of Famers. We're talking about I don't know, Travis Kelsey. You ever heard of him? He's he's the leading receiver <laughs> slash tight end in the NFL. He actually has more yards than the leading receiver. I believe it's DK Metcalf yeah. who has the most receiving yards in the NFL. You ever heard of Tyreek Hill? Travis Kelsey has more yards than Metcalf as a tight end. Mm-hmm. And then Tyreek Hill is
0: also in the top five for receivers for yards. You ever heard of, I and, don't know, oh yeah, Le'Veon got,
1: Bell? Have you ever seen Tyreek Hill run? He's yeah. like the fastest human being you in ever the heard, NFL. You
0: heard of a guy named uh, Le'Veon Bell Rowdy? You ever heard of a guy named Sammy Watkins? You ever heard a guy of, uh, what's that t- tiny little rookie Edward running back? Edward Edward Hilaire? You ever heard of like they got like all it's the all-pro team resides on Kansas City. I mean, that's just to start. You can you have Sammy Watkins? Yeah. He's come back from injury. He's pretty good. He was a first-round
1: pick yeah, on the He's not
0: too bad. I remember him catching, I don't know, some touchdown passes in the Super Bowl. I think he was pretty good. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has DeVonte Adams who could be the best wide receiver in the NFL and then a bunch of guys that we're trying to um uh, You take the pill that role players are a good term now this year, which it is working out for the Packers.
1: The only thing that scares me, though, because we were were comparing it to Jimmy Garoppolo, is if if they truly did draft Jordan Love to light a fire under Aaron Rodgers and then to to ultimately trade him, it worked. But But at what cost? But they used a first-round pick, and they traded away an additional fourth-round pick Mm -hmm. to trade up in the first round to get him when – a lot of people say they probably didn't need to do that. I'm in that group. I don't think the Colts were really going to take a quarterback no. after signing Phillip Rivers and already having Jacoby Brissett as backup. So I think that was just all talk. It just scares me because Jimmy Garoppolo was a late second-round pick. Yeah, Mid-second-round pick. Jordan Love, they the, traded up
0: to get him in the first round.
1: The The Patriots got a second-round pick back for him. So it's basically an equal swap, right?
0: Yeah.
1: The Packers traded up in the first round to take Jordan Love and they got rid of a fourth. So if you had in quote-unquote, equal swap, you would trade Jordan Love for a first-rounder and a fourth-rounder. I don't think they're ever going to get that value, yeah, especially okay. when Jordan Love isn't really playing, and it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. All right, yeah, a lot to digest there. We're going to so keep I, talking I, about I it. I don't know. Do we hope that Aaron Rodgers continues to play at an MVP level, or do we hope that uh, Jordan
0: Love can become a top-10 <laughs> quarterback? I would rather win the Super Bowl now than worry about the like the long term health of winning the super bowl the packers ted thompson did it every single year always looking out for the future what did that get us well it's a bunch of nfc north titles it's not called nfc north town it's called title town <laughs> All right, Grant Bills joining us right now. Grant, well, we were asking the question. Obviously, at Wisconsin basketball taking on Loyal of Chicago and Sister Jean tonight at the Kohl Center. But Saturday is Wisconsin basketball versus Louisville at 11 a.m., Wisconsin football against Minnesota at 3 p.m., and then Packer football against the Panthers at 7.15 p.m. Which one is Grant Bills most excited for?
8: Um, well, with Badgers-Gophers, ask me again after the first quarter, right? Because I I think there's a possibility that maybe the Badgers offense shows up. And if that's the case, that game could be really, really fun. Because I don't know about you, Evo, it's been a while since I've enjoyed a Badger football game. It's been a while. I've I've watched, and don't get me wrong, I've been a fan, but it hasn't exactly been a fun experience. So the idea of an entertaining, exciting, fun Badger-Gopher game on Saturday really gets me going. Um, I probably say the Packers though, because the Packers are killing it right now. It's it's a blast to watch the Packers.
0: Totally. So speaking of watching the Packers, Grant, uh, obviously they took down the Lions, won the NFC North. How good are the Packers, and can the are the Packers the best team in the NFC? Mm. Who is the best team in the NFC? I know we do this conversation a lot, but Packers are the one seed right now. Are they truly the best team?
8: Well, I mean,
0: the Packers did beat the Saints, and the
8: Saints have a little bit of an issue at quarterback. So I, I think Packers over Saints. The thing is, all these teams match up so differently, right? Like, the Vikings hung in there with the Buccaneers. The Packers didn't even come close, right? So, like, the Packers versus the Bucks or the Rams might be interesting. The Packers versus Seahawks or Saints might be different. So I, I think the NFC is all about matchups. Right now, I, I think most people probably think it's the Packers. Their offense is just so damn good. Like, no one's stopping that offense. And despite what people say, right, championships right now is is won by an offense. Well, their defense seems to be a little bit better. I was pretty disappointed on Sunday. They're just they, – they, they take bend but don't break to, like, the, the biggest degree possible. Do you know what I mean, Ebo? Like, that defense on Sunday was like, okay, you can score. We'll just make it take a while. Like, you just have to get yards four or five at a time, right? Like, that defense, I hated what I saw on Sunday. I get, <laughs> I get that they won. I get it wasn't a big deal, but I, I don't know. This defense should be so much better, and that's what sticks with me.
0: Okay, I feel like Grant, let me ask you, do you get, uh, do you excite a lot, do you get excited a lot over an NFC North champion, or are you like, yo, dude, it's not called NFC North Town, <laughs> it's called Title Town? Which one do you get more revved up for?
8: Um, and the NFC North championships. I think the Packers winning the NFC North is very similar to the Badgers winning over Marquette. It's like, yes, it's nice, but it's what we expect, right? And we certainly don't celebrate it like other fan bases might celebrate it.
0: Just not the Lions. The Lions don't celebrate that at all, by the way. Just a, just a they flag. never have. Yeah. If the Lions
8: win it, jeez, I might celebrate it with them. That would be <laughs> an incredible feat. Right, I might Grant. join in on that party.
0: Yeah, I, I'm the same way. The NFC North. Okay, everyone was like beating off online. Everyone was really excited about it, NFC North, <laughs> online. And then I'm like, okay, I remember the Packers winning the NFC North last year, but when they lost in the NFC Championship game to the Niners, no one ever said, well, at least they won the NFC North. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
8: yeah I, and it would be kind of funny and cool to have every NFC North championship t-shirt. Like, that would be a very, <laughs> it would be a very cool collection to have because it would be weird. It's like, oh, you have every divisional champ t-shirt? Yes, that's what I want. I want a closet full of NFC North champion gear. I don't think I have one. Um, but maybe if the Packers don't win the Super Bowl this year, I'll have to go back and and get a shirt or a hoodie. Grant, one of our one of our
0: listeners, his name is Craig. He sent me an incredible photo. I love the commitment to uh, the Wisconsin or the uh, Green Bay Packers. He got yeah. a 2007 NFC North hat, and every every year since that the Packers have won the NFC North, he writes it in with a permanent marker. So it's like every year in there. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty cool. That's the way to yeah. do it. Uh, Just updated every year. Yeah, it's great, Grant. Okay, before I let you go, my brother. Mm-hmm. I know you have. Um, I was going to say an obsession, but I don't think it's an obsession. You just want to see Aaron Rodgers win the MVP, and you like trolling Seahawks fans and Russell Wilson stands. I sure, yes, sure, yeah. okay. But Patrick Mahomes right now is still the favorite to win the MVP. Aaron Rodgers second favorite, even though Rodgers had a better performance on Sunday than Mahomes, and Rodgers leads in almost every single category except uh, I think it's yards. Is it yards passing, routing? Uh, just because he's throwing yeah, the ball passing. less. What does Aaron Rodgers have to do to win MVP, or is it just already decided it's going to Patrick Mahomes?
8: Uh, I honestly think Aaron Rodgers just has to do for the next three weeks what he's been doing for the last three weeks. Like, I, I don't think he has to step it up a notch. I just think he has to maintain this because I think I, he's going to get over 40 touchdowns, which is a huge factor. That's a big number because that brings in some historical importance. There are very few quarterbacks to do what he has done all this many times, especially with that few interceptions. I think if Rodgers just keeps maintaining, honestly, I think he'll win. Because what will happen is next week, the odds will shift a tiny bit, they'll shift a tiny bit, tiny bit more. And and I I think Rodgers has the inside track to the MVP right now. Just because Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes threw three picks last weekend. Like, that was perfect timing for Rodgers. So I I honestly think Rodgers is going to win it if the season continues like this. I know the odds don't reflect that right now, but I know he's not going to win it, Evo, and that's why broken. Despite everyone... Wanting to hand it to him and, and call the race after week four.
0: <laughs> uh, Grant, before I let you go, I saw your tweet yesterday. You said uh, you're sick of not feeling the Christmas spirit, so you're going to play a lot yeah. of Christmas songs. Did you play Christmas songs yesterday on your show?
8: I did. I listened to two full Christmas albums at work while I was in my... What's my wrong? Company. Hey,
0: What my follow-up question, what's wrong with you? You don't like Christmas music? No, I mean, I do. I just i am not going to listen to two full albums. Well, I mean... Here's the thing. I'm sick
8: and tired of not feeling the Christmas spirit. I didn't feel it around the 4th of July. I think it was COVID. Thanksgiving didn't quite feel the same. I will be damned if I let December 25th come and go without feeling a warm heart or any Christmas magic in the air. And, and this week, I've decided that I'm going to do everything in my power to make myself feel more Christmassy. So I'm going to mix in a Christmas song here and there.
0: Okay, my I dig it. I dig it. I don't feel the Christmas spirit either. I did a little more once it snowed, so that helped out a little bit. And I made a lot of Norwegian... Uh, uh, you know, baked goods. That helped me be in the Christmas spirit. Um, what's that? You make Krumkaga? You kroom, get to iron up? Yep, Krumkaga, the buckles, and some lefse as well. Nice. Carry on tradition, brother. Grant, we will check you out from 4 to 6 today in the Wisco Sports Show. Any? Uh, have you decided what you're going to talk about yet? Or are you still kind of figuring that out? Well, it, it is well, early for you. I guess you usually get up at 11 a.m., you slacker.
8: I, I said, well, I've been up for 50 minutes so far, but I know we're going to talk about probably. The MVP a little bit, and I want to talk about the Bucks because I I just don't feel great about the Bucks right now, and it's a bummer. But we'll talk about that.
0: You got? We'll listen to that. All right, my man.
8: Have a good one, Evo.
0: Thanks. Oh, see you, Grant. Good
1: stuff. There he is, Grant Bills, Wisco Sports Show. I can't believe the Rockefeller tree
0: didn't put him in the Christmas mood. <laughs> Did you see that tree, though, Rowdy? You see how like can you can you say a tree looks mangy? <laughs>